Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likuti Halachas, Yoridea, Chelik Sheni, Hilchais Bechor, Behema Tohera, Halacha Gimel, Paragraph Yud. We dedicate the learning today, Leilu Nishmas, Risha Basha Bas Reboruch, whose Yord site is today on the 18th of Adar. Paragraph Yud, Rabnosan Zal is expounding on the topic of Emuna. Nachsor Linyoneinu, let's get back to the topic we were on because he was speaking a little bit, the last piece we had, Rav Nosanzal was addressing the Indian of learning Kabbalah and, and being careful not to be mechadei sheni halochas on our own from Kabbalah. Nachzor l'nyanenu, she'ikar ha'shlemus hirak emuna levad. That shlemus, which means completion, whole, being something being whole in Yiddishkeit, is only through emuna, v'alkein nikrei so emuna tmimus, and this is why another word for emuna in Yiddishkeit is the word tmimus. This person has tmimus, which means they have simple emuna in Hashem. Bechinas, as the pasuk says, tomim tihia im Hashem that a Jew should always be tomim. Tomim means whole, whole with Hashem. How is a person? <clears throat> whole with Hashem <clears throat> when a person believes in Hashem. This Pasuk is used also, the, the Arizal reveals secrets that on Hoshana Rabbanite, a person who looks <clears throat> at their shadow, they can tell certain things about the future, about their future, etc., etc. But then after revealing those secrets, it's brought but the real proper, the best thing for you to do is not to look and, and to go with Tmimus. I don't need to know what's destined for me in the future because in all, in all reality, what, whatever, if there's anything negative destined, it could change through tefillah. A person could be mispalel, and that could change any negative thing that's scheduled to be in the future for a person. <clears throat> because emuna, pure, simple, healthy faith in Hashem, in Sadikim, in the Torah, that's that's shleimus, that's complete. That, that's the, the ultimate shleimus. Person would say, no, that's for babies, that's for kids. You start off with emuna, but then you switch to, to, to das, to learning and getting to know and getting to understand everything. No, we start with emuna and we end with emuna. After everything a person learns and knows, if they're really learning properly, they will realize how much they don't know. By, by learning what, what we get to learn, what we can understand, if we're learning properly, we get an idea of how much there is that we don't know and we don't understand, and we apply emuna there, that even though I don't understand, I believe, I believe 100% in the existence of Hashem, in the goodness of Hashem, the kindness of Hashem, <clears throat> and all the other facets of emuna. Ki kol hadvorim yegeim, because all the different struggles that people have that can't even be put into words. And if a very smart person will say that they want to understand, they want to know everything, they will not be able to find it. 
they will not be able to find enough das to be able to understand everything. And therefore, what puts the finishing touch on everything in Yiddishkeit is emuna. That as much as a person is learning, as much Torah as a person is learning, they're always adding emuna to it. That with everything I know and I understand, I realize that I don't know, and I realize that I believe. Because it's impossible to understand anything in the Torah about the creation of the world, things like that, to be able to understand it completely. Without emuna. Because once a person believes in Hashem and in his tzaddikim and in the mitzvahs with complete faith, that's solid, that's complete. Because emuna, faith, is something that's unlimited. Because again, I believe in Hashem. I believe in the Torah. What is Hashem? Hashem is the ultimate truth. What is the Torah? The Torah is the ultimate truth. And that's Ein Soif. That's infinite. Even though it's impossible to understand Hashem completely or to understand the Torah completely, no matter how smart a person is. Whereas emuna includes everything. Everything can be included in emuna because emuna is infinite. Hashem is infinite, emuna is also infinite. A person would say, but das is also infinite. Yeah, but our das is not infinite. Even the greatest tzaddik, we, we brought the example of Shloimah HaMelech, who said, Omati I thought I'm smart, I thought I'll understand everything, and I see that it's very far from me. It's brought that he, one of the things he was referring to there was the secret of the paraduma, to be able to understand what, what this is all about. A red cow, that can purify a person from the worst kind of tumor, how? And not only that, it, the, the person you sprinkle it on becomes Tohar, and the person doing the sprinkling, be, the person becomes Tameh. How is that possible? Question? Exactly. Not the one who sprinkles it, the one who brought the, the water with the ashes mixed together that becomes Tameh in the process. Exactly. It's brought that the words Vehi Rechoika, I believe, is Bigimatria Paraduma. Exactly to show that this is what Shlomo Melech, that Shlomo Melech thought that he could understand everything, and he realized he couldn't. And therefore we have to see to it that our emuna should be complete, without any holes in it, without any, not, that not I believe 98%, I, I believe almost everything in the Torah, I believe 100%, as the Pasuk says in Shir Hashirim, 
You are completely beautiful, my beloved, and you have no defect, no deficiency in, 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 at all whatsoever. <clears throat> That's referring to the Shekhinah, which is the Malchus, which is Emuna. And a person who shows that kind of emuna in Hashem, in Sadikim, and in the Torah, that person will be to a very high level understanding of Hashem and of Torah and of Tzadikim. Because as we learned in the previous year, when a person is to complete emuna, they're to das. And this is what the Pasuk means there in Shirashim when it says, Kulach Yofe, completely beautiful. And then the Pasuk continues, Iti Milevonon Kalo, Iti Milevonon Tavoy Toshuri. Rab Nosanzal says, the term Levonoin, he Beisamikdosh. The Gemara says the word Levonoin is a nickname for the Beisamikdosh. The word Levonoin al-Pikabola has a number of meanings. Number one, Lamed Beis is Chachma. The, the Sef Yetzirah begins with the words, there are 32 paths of Chachma, which are included in the Torah, which begins with the letter Beis and ends with the letter Lamed. The Beis of Bereshis and the Lamed of Yisrael. Lamed Beis Nesivus HaChachma. So 32 is Chachma, and the remaining letters, nun vav nun, nun is Bina, the 50 gates of Bina. So Levonoin is Chachma and Bina, which is Das. That's what the Beis Hamikdash is, the center of Das. We'll have it again soon, but the Gemara says, <coughs> that if a person has, uh, has Das, it's as if the Beis Hamikdash were already built during their time. Shehu Bechinas Moichen, and the Beis Hamikdash is the center of Chachma, Seichel. K'mayshon Babaseinu, as the Gemara says, Kol mi sheyesh boideya ke'ilu nivne Beis Hamikdash biyamav. Ki levonoin hu bechinas libuna demoicha k'muva bezoyer HaKodesh. Because the Zoyer HaKodesh gives another explanation that the word levonoin relates to lovon, white, the white matter of the brain. The brain is known as, as white. <coughs> So that's the Beis Hamikdosh, which represents Das, Seichel. So through Kulach Yofar Ayasi, by a person being whole in their Emuna, their Zoycha to Iti Milevon, and their Zoycha to the Das, to the Beis Hamikdosh. Vizehu Iti Milevon in Kala, Kamashapirish Rashi, as Rashi Kodesh explains over there in Shira Shirim, Me'es Shetetse Mi Beis Hamikdosh, Ad Shetachser Vetovoy Lashom, that Hashem says, even when the Beis Hamikdash is going to be destroyed, and, and we won't have a Beis Hamikdash, people are going to, or whenever a person leaves the Beis Hamikdash, a person walks out of the Beis Hamikdash, until they come back, Hashem says, be with me, meaning maintain your emuna. Ayin Shem, take a look in Rashi. We'll take a look at the Rashi in a few moments. Hainu, when a person is to real, complete faith, what do we mean by complete faith? One of the interpretations of that is where the emuna is not just in my heart, 
or in my brain, but it's in every part of my body. Every part of my body believes in Hashem. So when I put on my shoes in the morning, I, I think, which shoe would Hashem want me to put on first? The right foot or the left foot? I put on the right foot first. Which shoe do I tie first? The left. What do you mean? Hashem is in my shoes? The answer is yes. Hashem is in my feet. From head to toe, every single part of my body, 613 parts of my body, are all wired to the 613 mitzvahs of the Torah, which are wired to Hashem. Shekol meleim Every single one of our 248 organs is filled with emuna. As Rabbi Nezal speaks about this in Likut Yemaran, where he quotes the Pasuk about Moshe Rabbeinu, that when, Moshe Rabbeinu, when the Jews went out to fight Amalek, Moshe Rabbeinu had his hands stretched out in Emunah. My hands have Emunah? Yes, 100%. When a person is davening Tashem, and they really believe in Hashem and really connect to Hashem, sometimes that'll make the person lift up their hands to Hashem. David HaMelech says and tell him, Hashem, I, I extend my hands to you. You see this in shul sometimes. A person who's davening with real kavana, sometimes you'll see them pick up their hands. Where's that coming from? It's coming from Emunah. If someone doesn't pick up their hands, it means they don't feel it that moment. They're not feeling that. Or when a person dances in a ricket, what are you dancing for? Because my feet believe in Hashem, because every part of my body, every I'm serving Hashem with every single part of my body, with my eyes, how I choose what to look at, what not to look at, I choose to listen, what to listen to, what not to, every part of my body. To eat, to eat exactly. So there the Pasuk says, Vayhi yod of emuna ad boy hashomesh. Shetzorech shetiyah ho emuna b'chol heivorin. Rabbi Nassau explains there in Likut Imran that the emuna has to extend to every part of the body. When a person washes for bread and they wash both hands and afterwards they lift up their hands and they say, Su'u yedechem koidesh uvarcho es Hashem. Lift up your hands in holiness and bless Hashem. And then we make the bracha on the Yodayim. So Rabbi Nezal says, in order to do that, you have to believe, and the, the faith, you have to believe, and your hands have to believe, that the lifting up of the hands like this is a way of being able to receive the bracha from Hashem. And the Kedusha. And note what it says there, Adboi Hashemesh. And Rabbi Nezal explains there in the Kutimran that first it starts with Emunah. And emuna naturally leads into das, seichel, which is the shemesh. The shemesh represents light, which is chachma, seichel. Question in the chat. Practically spoken, how does perfect faith bring on das or seichel? The answer is practically it says in the Torah. It's a pasuk in the Torah that Hashem says A leads to B. If you don't eat for a few days, you'll be hungry. How do I know? The answer is try it. If a person really works on their emuna, they will see that Hashem will open up their mind, that they'll be able to understand things. 
that they couldn't understand before about Hashem, about Torah, about Sadiqim. There are many psukim to show this. We mentioned the Varastikli Memuna, we mentioned now Vaihi Yodav Emuna Adboy Hashemesh. And again, Emuna is Malchus. Emuna is the beginning. The beginning, when we talk about Kedusha, the, the attributes of Hashem, Emuna is synonymous with Malchus. Just like Malchus has nothing of its own other than it comes from others. Others accept your authority, then you're a Melech. <coughs> so to Emuna has no light of its own it's brought. It receives from the others, Malchus. A person entering through Emuna starts that climb of the ladder, reaching up to Chachma, Bina, and Das. That's the flow. That's the way it goes. Another question. If a person knew that a specific negative thing is awaiting them in the future, he wouldn't know. If a person knew that a specific negative thing is awaiting them in the future, they would know what to daven for. And it's said that the more specific a prayer is, the better it can be. So what's so bad about knowing the future? The answer is, I'll give you an example of it regarding something similar. It's brought, the Gemara says, that there were certain great tzaddikim, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, who knew the language of the trees and the language of the birds and the animals, knew all of that. And we know that the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh, who lived a few hundred years ago, also had this knowledge. It's written in his forum. So one of his Talmidim begged him, pleaded with him to reveal, to teach him how to be able to understand what the animals are saying or what the birds are saying. And the Baal Shem Tov tried, tried to get out of it. Not to, you don't need it, you don't want it. And this person was curious. We know that curiosity can be healthy and can be very dangerous. There are Sfarim. There's a Sefer, Yemea Bachros, which writes about children. When a person's going to be Bar Mitzvah, it gives a lot of advice as to how to prepare for a person's Bar Mitzvah, all kinds of important things. And it has a chapter there on curiosity. Curiosity, in Yiddish it's called Nigerik. I'm curious. I want to know things that I don't know. I want to know things sometimes that I'm not supposed to know. And this Talmud kept insisting and insisting until, and we know that by the great tzaddikim, Rabbi Nezalt had this policy and other tzaddikim, that if somebody really insists on something, then the tzaddik gives in. He gives it to the person, even if he knows it's not really to that person's benefit. So this Talmud, he started teaching him the, the language, and then the Talmud heard that they were talking about him dying, something, you know, and he ran to the Baal Shem to say, oy, 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 I heard that the, and the Baal Shem motioned, you know, like, can't really help you. If you didn't know about it, if you didn't know about it, there was less chance of that gzardin being able to affect you. Once, you know, once it becomes known, it makes it more difficult to be able to remove. So sometimes knowledge is healthy, and sometimes not knowing the person is better off. Question? Exactly. I don't know if everybody was able to hear that on the microphone. We have one of our young Talmidim here who mentioned the story with Shlana Melech, that somebody once learned from Shlana Melech the language of the, of the animals. And he heard them talking and saying that his, that his house is going to burn down. So he ran quickly and brought all kinds of buckets of water. So that the second a fire started, he was able to prevent it from burning down his house. Then a while later, he heard... <coughs> 
he heard that thieves, robbers are going to come. So he brought police to protect him. And then he heard that his wife is going to die. And then he ran to Shlomo Melech and said, what do I do now? He said, I'm sorry. Hashem set things up in such a way that had your house burned down or had you been robbed, that would have satisfied the judgment against you. But since you prevented those things, now your wife will have to die, chas v'shalom. So we see that knowledge is healthy sometimes. There's the incredible story with the Arizal, that the Arizal told Reb Chaim Vital that the main reason why I have been brought to the world now is for you, to teach you Kabbalah. And he, he, he explained it to Reb Chaim Vital and he proved it to all kinds of things. And sure enough, the Arizal, for a period of two years, focused tremendously on Reb Chaim Vital, giving over as much knowledge as he could to him. One time they were learning something in the Zohar Kodesh, and they came to a certain place where Reb Chaim Vital, where the where Reb Shimon says, this item is a deep secret which we cannot go into. Now there were some cases where they, it says that in the Zohar Kodesh, and the Arizal would say, they couldn't go into it, we can, and now I'm going to explain it. This time the Arizal said to Reb Chaim Vital, this we're not allowed to go into at all. Reb Chaim Vital got curious and he said, okay, so now please explain it to me. And the Arizal said, I told you, this we're not allowed to go into, we're not allowed to talk about, we're not allowed to learn about it now. He said, no, please, I really want, and he kept it, and the Arizal pleaded with him, stop, and he didn't. And the Arizal spoke about it, and then immediately afterwards, the Arizal's son became very, very sick, and he died. And Reb Chaim Vital understood that that was caused because of this. That was caused because the Arizal revealed a secret that, that he wasn't supposed to. And Rav Nosanzal writes about this, or Rav Nosanzal speaks about this. I don't get it. He was told that he, to teach, teach him. He told, what, what's going on here? And the answer is, you're right. This is one of the things that we don't understand. That on one hand, Hashem wants to, a person to learn Torah. Hashem wants a person to know as much as they can. And on the other hand, there are boundaries. And sometimes when a person crosses a boundary, even though he's doing the right, what, what did he do? He was teaching Torah. He wasn't teaching it to other people, only to Reb Chaim Vital. This is, Rabbi Nezal once commented, that the fact that you see me going through, if that's what happened to the Arizal because he revealed one secret, imagine all the things that I'm revealing to my students, you could understand why I'm going through so much suffering, so many different struggles and suffering. Rabbi Nezal had a few children pass away and his wife pass away, you know, Rahman al-Islam. But he's teaching Torah, he wasn't teaching something that he wasn't supposed to teach. Who? The answer is, true, Rabbi Nezal was teaching Torah, but in teaching Torah, there are different levels. There are different levels of Torah. Yeah. Some of the things that Rabbi Nezal was teaching were in the, in the gather of secrets, secrets, you know, explaining certain things that had he not explained it, people wouldn't have known it. People wouldn't have understood it. So why did he do that? Be because he wanted to bring people close to Hashem. He knew that it's necessary that unless he would teach these things, a lot of people, look what's going on today. Look how many thousands of people are learning Rabbein Hazal's and are being choser b'tshuva through Rabbein Hazal, through Rabbein Nachman, because of his forum, because of his Talmudim. So 
The answer is we don't understand. We cannot understand that. That on one hand it's a good thing, it's a very good thing, and on the other hand there's a price that has to be paid for it. There's a, a sacrifice involved. Questions? So there's no rational explanation why Amuna should be bringing Das, just a fact without reason? The answer is, let's, let's just take the most practical example. A, a student, a student who's five years old, four, five years old, comes into a class, and the teacher is going to be teaching them Aleph Beis. And the teacher says, Aleph, this is Aleph. This is Beis. This is the first letter of the Aleph Beis. This is the second. And the child raises their hand, why isn't Beis first? Why is Aleph first? If a student is going to start asking those kind of questions, they're not going to learn. They'll never find out. They'll never get to Gimel Dalet Hevav. If a person tries to, it, it must. In order to acquire knowledge, it must begin with a level of emuna, faith, that I'm trusting the teacher, I'm trusting the one that's teaching me, that they know that what they're saying is true. First, I'm accepting it. <clears throat> then, once I've, once I've accepted it and I've gotten to a certain level, I can start asking some questions. Some of the questions the teacher is going to be able to answer. Some of the questions the teacher will not be able to answer. <clears throat> we find in the Medrash there are certain places where the Torah goes into a little explaining which letter of the Aleph Beis, <clears throat> how, why Hashem started the Torah with the letter Beis instead of the letter Aleph. Aleph is the first. <clears throat> why shouldn't the Torah begin with an Aleph? <clears throat> and it's only when a person learns the Zohar Kodesh the Zohar Kodesh goes into an incredible, lengthy, clear explanation showing how each letter of the Aleph Beis came and offered an explanation as to why they felt they should be the first letter in the Torah. <clears throat> and each time Hashem said, you're right, you're right, you're very important. However, <clears throat> despite that, you can't be the first letter of the Torah because of this and this reason. Until a person, now a person starts, <coughs> starts chomish, and they look beret beis. This is this is ridiculous. This is this is baloney. Imagine they made a mistake. They started the Torah with a beis. <coughs> the aleph beis doesn't start, but everybody knows it starts with an aleph. Person's going to try to use their das without emuna. It's not going to work. Uh, but it's just like a, uh, like a book. Exactly. We have the term choik, which means those things in the Torah which we don't understand completely. Mishpat means those things. And Rav Nosanzal writes in a place in, in Likutei Alochas, I believe we had it already, where he speaks about the fact that the Shulchan Aruch says that we're not allowed to follow the chukim of the goyim, it says. And Rav Nosanzal shows there that in actuality, the entire Torah is called Chukim. In other words, it's not just para adumo or the we, certain mitzvahs that we know, but we find the Torah uses the word Chukim to refer to the entire Torah to show us that even those mitzvahs that we think we understand, we need to know that we don't understand. We don't understand it completely at all. And we must apply emuna there also, even to the mitzvahs that seem logical. It, anybody could understand that. Parents give you everything. They bring you into the world. They give you clothing. They give, of course you have to, to... Even there, 
We need to know that there's a lot that we don't understand. There's a tremendous wisdom of Hashem in every mitzvah that we don't know. And even if, that's what I'm trying to show you, that even those mitzvahs which the Torah gives a reason, Rav Zal says, we see in other places that Hashem calls the whole Torah chukim, psukim, that show, so it's showing us that even those things where there's a reason, we need to know that that's limited. And Rav Zal warns in places that even a person learning the Kisve Arizal, the writings of the Arizal, where the Arizal reveals secrets in the mitzvahs, incredible secrets, and a person learns that and says, wow, now I know, I know, nobody else knows what I know. I know the deep secrets about this mitzvah. If that person thinks, chas v'shalom, that they know everything about the mitzvah, they're making the biggest mistake in the world. That means they didn't really understand what the Arizal wrote. Because if they would understand what the Arizal wrote, they would understand the Arizal is giving you a drop. A drop. There's much, much more that he's not telling you. Much more. Just like we have the case that the Arizal was once sleeping on a Shabbos in the afternoon. And a student walked in and saw the Arizal's lips moving. <clears throat> so he knew the Arizal was learning. The Arizal told his Talmidim that when he would go to sleep, his neshama would go up to Shemayim and he would be awake. He would know what's going on. <clears throat> and he had, he, he had permission to go into any yeshiva in Shemayim that he wanted to go to. And he describes some of the different yeshivas in Shemayim. He describes what goes on there. So this Talmud came in and saw his lips moving. And then the Arizal woke up. So he asked him, Rebbe, please share with me something you were learning now. And the Arizal said, you should know that for me to teach you what I was learning now, the secrets about Bolok and Bilam, it would take me 80 years, 80 years to explain to you what I was just learning about Bolok and Bilam. So we see as much as the Arizal, and again, he wasn't talking to children, he was talking to Rabbi Avram, one of his Talmidim, a tremendous Talmud Chacham and everything, and, and to teach him this would take 80 years. Mm-hmm. Why did Hashem hide it from us? The answer is because Hashem knew that if we knew certain things, if we know it, it could harm us. Like the example that your brother said, that because the person knew the language of the animals, that got him into trouble. So, so, so why does he even make them? Ah, oh, so then why bother having those? If people aren't going to know it, <clears throat> the answer is that great tzaddikim, the bigger the tzaddik, the greater the tzaddik, the more he is allowed to know more. He's allowed to know more than other people, but there's still a lot that even he doesn't know. That's where Shlomo HaMelech said, Omarti that even me, I see that there's a lot that I don't know yet. And this is what the Pasuk says there in Shirashirim, Kulach Yofo Rayosi Umum Einbach. You are completely beautiful, my beloved. There's nothing lacking in you, nothing. Hainu Shoha Emuna, Shehibachinas Kala, the Emuna, which is compared to a bride, the Shechina, the Malchus, Sheklula Mikol Hashlemus, which is perfect in every single way. The Emuna is this defined by the Torah as this beauty that, that's not lacking anything. 
שאמונה היא בשלימוס בכל האיברים, ואין מום בשום איבר. That the אמונה is, is whole, complete in every part of the body, and it has nothing lacking. כי האמונה היא בחינס קוימו שלימה. רב נוסן סנאונר tells us that אמונה is like a complete organism. אמונה is like a complete person with a head and feet and hands and everything. וכשיש איזה חיסורן ופגם באמונה, אזי יש איזה חיסורן ומון באיזה עבר, כפי הפגם שבאמונה. And when a person is lacking אמונה in a certain area, then it's as if the person is lacking that part of the body, that organ of the body, or that, that, that piece, based on the פגם in אמונה. ואוז אי אפשר להשיג הדס על ידי האמונה הזוי שאין לו שלימוס בכל הרמך איבורים. And then, if a person is lacking in אמונה, has a, a certain חיסון אמונה, that person will not be able to understand the high level of דס through their אמונה, which is incomplete. אבל כשהאמונה בתכלס השלימוס, whereas when the person's אמונה is perfect, בבחינס כולוך יופו ראיוסי ומום אין בוך, אוז then the פוסק פרמסס, איתי מלבונון קלה. You are with me in לבונון, in the בייס המקדוש, in דאס. תבואי איתי מלבונון תבואי, you will come to שתזכה תומד לדאס שולם. You will be zeicher always to complete דאס שהוא בחינס לבונון, which we mentioned earlier is referred to as לבונון. Because through complete faith, a person is Zeichetedas. This can help us understand a little bit what we saw by, by Rabbeinazal, that Rabbeinazal would give a shear in Likutei Moran, an incredible shear, and then a few minutes later he would say to his students, I don't know anything. And they'd look at him, you don't know anything, you just taught us things that the biggest Rabbonim don't know. And one time Rabbi Nezal said, I swear by Shabbos Kodesh that I don't know anything. What does that mean, I don't know anything? It means he cleared the registers. He was able to put all of his das aside completely. That I'm, I'm, not, th- I'm not connecting to Hashem through das now at all. So where, where's the connection? Emuna, pure faith. That I don't know anything, I don't understand anything, I believe. I believe in Hashem. I believe every word of the Torah is emes. Uh-huh. So, so if, if he can do that, why, so why, why does he like, even need to do that? It's, it's, it's almost the same thing. The, the, the answer is that in order to be to new das, to get to a higher level das, he had to be able to do this. He had to be able to put his das aside completely. Just like when a person during the day, when it's light outside, person's walking around, it's light, I see everything. I can see and I can, I can know. I can know where a store is, where this is, where that is. Then night comes, it's dark, we go to sleep, we close our eyes. When a person sleeps, they close their eyes for a certain period of time. Get up the next morning, light outside, again I can see. What, what does that mean? It means that in order for a person to get to a new das, they have to first close their eyes, close their das. To, to shut down that I don't know anything. I don't know anything. I'm starting again from the beginning. And that tzaddikim know, are able to do this. 
They're able to do this. They're able to shut down the das when they have to. And then the next day, he's learning as much as he can, trying to get as much as he can. And then again, once he gets to a certain level of das, he wants to get to the next level. He knows he has to go back again to Emunah. Just like when we're going through the spheroids, we start from Malchus, we climb to Chachma, Bina, Das, Kes, and then we go back to Malchus of the next world. In order to get to the next level, we have to start again that I don't know anything. Just like, again, a child going to school. I'm in fourth grade. The first day of school, I come in, I don't know anything at all. I'm just going to listen to what the teacher has to say. I'm not going to ask any questions because I don't even know what to ask yet. First, I have to hear what the teacher is going to try to teach me. Once I hear a certain amount, <clears throat> then if I have a question, may, maybe I'll ask. Now, next year, I go into fifth grade. have to do it again. Each year, I have to, in order to be able to learn, I have to walk in say, saying to myself, right now, I don't know anything. Right now, I'm just going to be quiet and listen and listen and trust that this teacher knows what they're talking about at first. I'll listen for a while and then I'll be able to tell if it makes sense, if it, you know, etc. Vizehu iti milevono in kalo, iti milevonon tavoyu. Dahainu shashem isporach oimer leknesses Yisrael. Hashem is saying to the Jewish nation, shehem ma'aminim, who are believers. Vialkei nekroim kalo, and that's why we're called Kala, the bride, Shehimidas Emuna now, which re- represents Emuna, the, the bride, the Shekhinah. And Kala is also Miloshin Koil, everything. Shafilu Baes Sheyisrachku Mehadas. Hashem is telling us that even when we're going to become distant from the Beis Hamikdash, which is called Levonain, Libuna Damoicha, through complete faith, we will always be with Hashem, we'll always be connected to Hashem. From the moment that we leave the Beis Hamikdash, we, we move away from Das, until we return to Das. Shehi bechinas levonin, which is levonin, which is the base hamikdash. Vezehu iti mi levonin tavoi, kama shepirish Rashi sham as Rashi says, me eis sheteitzu ad shetavoi ad shetavoi tiu iti. From the moment that you leave the base hamikdash, from the moment that you let go of the das, till you return to the das, you're with me. You're still with me hundred percent. How? Through emuna. Through emuna. Vachovein and Rab Nosanzal says, understand this very well. Vezehu shesiim, and that's why the pasuk finishes there. Tavoyu tashuri meroish amona ki achakach tashuri. Afterwards, you will sing. The word tashuri means to sing. Shirois v'tishbochais l'Hashem isborach sheyizake oischo hadas hazeh. Afterwards, you'll be zeched to sing incredible praises to Hashem, who who is mezak. By, in, through the new das that you get, this new das that you're receiving. By the way, pr- another proof of what we wanted to say that through emuna a person gets to das, Rab Nosanzal reveals an incredible, incredible thing. Yecheskel Hanovi, the Novi Yecheskel is one of the parts of the Torah where the Torah speaks most openly and clearly about the throne of Hashem 
and the malachim, all the malachim involved, and everything that, that relates to the Kisei Akoli, the throne of Hashem. That's the Haftorah that we read on Shavuos. Shavuos, in some ways, is the holiest day of the year when Hashem gave the Torah. So that Haftorah is called Maise Merkava, the, speaking about the throne of Hashem and the chariot of Hashem, the deepest, deepest things. So Rav Nosanzal says, if you look over there, how it begins, it begins by, by Yecheskel Anovi saying that I was by the river Kvar, and Niftuchu Hashamayim, the heavens opened up, Vo'ere Maroi Selokim, and I was able to see divine revelations. I was able to see Hashem Kaviochel, the, the Maloch, everything, everything. Rav Nosanzal says, how did he get there? He says, the first letters of Niftuchu Hashamayim, Vo'ere Maroi Selokim, spell the word Emuna, Emuna. Through Emuna, by, by having incredible, powerful emun in Hashem, that's what gave him this privilege that Hashem pulled the curtains, Hashem opened up Shamayim, and let him be able to see, to see the malachim, to see all of these things that go on in Shamayim. Now Rav Nosanzal takes us back to our topic of Bechoyer, the firstborn. And now we understand the halacha that in order for a bechor, in order for a bechor to be able to be brought as a korban, it must must be a hundred percent complete. It's not allowed to have any mum, any defect, even in the eyelid. As the Gemara says, and then that animal is allowed to, speaking about here, a firstborn of a cow or a sheep, a kosher animal, then you're allowed to bring the parts that you bring on the Mizbeach and elevate it into holiness. So that that part of the behemoth that you bring on the Mizbeach becomes refined and it becomes, it rises up to, to form das, moichen, bechinas koidesh kanal, moichen, which is called koidesh, kadeshli kol bechoyer, that the bechoyer is koidesh, koidesh is seichel, reish is chokma, shezel bechinas hakorbonis, this is what korbonis is all about, as we learned previously, ki iefsher sheyale hakorbon, lebechinas koidesh, lebechinas moichen, because a korban, the animal, which we said represented emuna, cannot rise up to koidesh, to, to das, to moichin, unless it's complete, without any defect. Because what really allows something to rise up, to go to high levels, is Perfect, perfect emuna. Through that, a person is to the real das, shehu bechinas tefillin, which we said is represented by the tefillin, moichen, seichel. And we cannot be zeichet to this, kiim kishaha korban sholem belishum mum, unless the animal is whole without any mum. Shezeh bechinas emuna bishlemus. 
This means the emuna is complete without anything lacking. The, the, all the Sforim write that if a person says he believes in 612 mitzvahs of the Torah, but there's one mitzvah he doesn't believe in, or any iota of something, it, it's, it's, not, it's, it's like a, you have a big balloon full of air, you make the tiniest hole in it, all the air goes out, chas v'shon. A person who consciously makes a decision that there's something they don't believe in, in the Torah, chas v'shon, that makes the whole thing defective. Bechinas tomim im Hashem Be whole, be complete with Hashem. And tam means simple, which means emuna. Bechinas ve'yakov ish tom. That Yaakov Avinu, who is the bechir shebaavos, Yaakov Avinu is called ish tom. This this whole wholesomeness. And this is the concept of where the Torah requires that the Bechoyer has to be complete. Because as we explained earlier, the holiness of the Bechoyer represents the purifying of the Emunah. And as one purifies their Emunah, they go up higher and higher to this Moichen, to this Das and Seichel. The Gemara says that any mum, any bodily defect that would cause a Kohen not to be allowed to serve in the Beis Hamikdash, in order for a Kohen to be allowed to do avoid in the Beis Hamikdash, he must have all parts of his body have to be complete. He can't be missing a hand, a foot, an eye, anything like that. If he has a mum, he cannot serve in the Beis Hamikdash. So the Gemara says, all women that would passel a koyin, passel a woman. That if a person marries a woman not knowing that she's missing a certain part of the body or something is defective, and then he finds out afterwards, that could make the, the that could that person could say that the, the marriage is null and void. I didn't know. I had no idea that she had this moon. Excuse me. That get. could cause a get. That, uh, ah, without a get. The answer is there are halachas related to this. Person needs to, to learn. Ki mikol A koyen has to be complete without any mum. Shubchinas emuna b'shleimus. Then he's qualified to be able to take behema and elevate it to a high level of kedusha. To purify and refine the emuna, the malchus, and move it up the ladder, all the way up the ladder to the level of moichen sechel. And therefore, those mumen which passel by a koyen. Those mumen that the Torah defines, which would cause a coin to be puzzle, imply that the emuna is not complete. Therefore, those same mumen puzzle by a woman. Because as we learned earlier, the women are the ones who represent emuna. The Shekhinah, the Malchus, is the woman. Isho Yiras Hashem Hitisalo. Utsricho Sheti. Rabbi Nazar said, You want to learn Emuna? Go to the women. They are more natural in, in this Emuna. Utsricho Shetiyah Belishumum. And therefore, the woman has to be, the woman also has to be without any mum. Bechinas Kulach Yofe, completely 
beautiful. And this is the same idea regarding the Koyin's ability to, be, to bring Korbonos. And therefore it's the same din by both of them. Any questions? Also, a baby has fallen in his money, and that's why he he gets the the dharma das because he 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 believes in this money. He trusts. He he trusts so, and then he he doesn't doesn't drink what she gives him, doesn't eat what what she gives him. So then that's how he can grow. Exactly. A child, a baby, when a baby's first starting off, what, what's its relationship with its mother? It's trust, it's faith. The mother gives the baby to nurse, and the baby trusts that what it's being given is, is a benefit for it, is a positive thing, that kind of thing. And, and that's where Hashem wants us to be able to be like that. We are called Hashem's children. Hashem wants us to have that timus, that pshitus of a child, a child that knows that they don't know. They know that there's a lot that they don't know. And therefore the child looks, who can I trust? Who do I, who do I know that knows much more than me? And, and by listening to them, by not asking, by just listening, trusting, having a muna, I can be able to get more and more das. But if it's something you don't know and you don't ask, then. then you'll never know. Oh, the Gemara tells us a very important rule. Veloi habayshon lamed. That just like everything, you need to know the context of it. A person would say, okay, then, then if you're telling me that I have to have emuna and I'm not supposed to, I'm not supposed to understand, then I'm not going to ask any questions. The Torah says that's not right either. There's a time to ask. There is a time to ask. But it has to start, the beginning has to be with Emunah. If you start asking questions and you're not willing to, 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 to listen, just to listen quietly and first learn something, you won't really learn. That's why a lot of times when a teacher is teaching, the teacher says, I need a half hour now that I'm going to talk. I don't want any interruptions, no questions. After you listen to a half hour, if you'll have questions, we'll take it. Rabbi Nezal said, advice when a person is learning Gemara or anything like that, if you're learning Gemara and there's something you don't understand, usually just keep going. Very often, some of the questions that you have, you'll learn a few lines later, a page later, and the Gemara is going to clarify it. That's the nature of Torah, that you, you learn something, there are questions that come, you learn a little more, the questions are answered, no problem. Whereas some people, as soon as they get a question, no, I can't go further, I must understand what this is. And they're making a mistake. If they don't get go further, they're not going to get their question real, they're not going to understand the answer really, they're not going to get more knowledge. Exactly. We find Rashi in Chumash and the Gemara, a lot of times when there's something in a Mishnah, a word that we don't, that we never heard before, Rashi says, stay tuned. In the Gemara, it's going to talk about this. The Gemara will explain this. He wants, he's anticipating, don't stop here, don't stop, just continue, continue. You're going to get, the, the Gemara will, knows your question and the Gemara is going to give you the answer for it. Any questions? 
Why does Hashem punish revealing Torah that he once revealed with the loss of children one's wife? The answer is, the answer is that he doesn't want it revealed at that particular time or at that, to that particular person at that time. Hashem wants, there's, we were told that in the future, I, I just started learning yesterday with a friend, chapter 13 in the Kutimran, where Abenazar writes there that when Moshiach comes, will be revealed the Torah of Atika Stima, the highest levels of Torah. When Moshiach comes, some of that, the tzaddikim are allowed to give us previews. Just like we say that a person is supposed to bring Shabbos into the weekdays. We're supposed to try to, to remember Shabbos during the weekdays. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't do malacha during the weekday. It doesn't mean that we should make believe it's a, a person who lights candles, Shabbos candles, one minute before Plag HaMincha is doing an Avera. They're making a bracha levatola. So we need to know that there are certain things that can only be done in the future at that time. Sadiqim are the ones who know what, what part of Shabbos they can bring into the weekdays and what part not. What they're allowed to reveal us to reveal to us now and what not. There's a, a, one of the Breslavers here said that when Moshiach is teaching Torah, at the end of his shir, he's going to say, as is explained in the Likut Emran, meaning that if a person learns Likut Emran properly, they're getting a tremendous preview of the Torah that Moshiach is going to reveal, that Torah of Atika Stimor. But again, we have to trust Rabbeinu Zal, Rabbeinu Zal, we have to trust that Sadiqim, that they know how much to reveal and how much not to reveal. And Rabbeinu Zal gives a warning in Likut Imran about students that you're teaching to be careful, the Gemara says, to make sure that you know who the student is well before you teach him certain parts of Torah. Because a person who teaches a Talmud who's not qualified to hear certain parts of Torah, it's like writing a Sefer Torah on the parchment made from a non-kosher animal, which is an Avera. So again, there's boundaries, there's boundaries, there's laws. Shem should help, we should be zeichet, to put our faith in Hashem and in the Tzadikim Amitiim and in the Torah and to know that we don't know and to try to have the right healthy combination of Emuna and Das. Wishing everybody a wonderful day, a good week. Still a little more to go on this halacha. Hopefully we're going to complete this halacha in the next day or two of Mitzvah